Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Girlhood, directed by Celine Sciamma and released in 2014. The plot, such as it is, goes something like this. Mariam is a shy, sporty 16-year-old who lives in the outer suburbs of Paris with her overworked mother, abusive brother, and two younger sisters. When her bad grades mean she is pushed into vocational training, Mariam leaves and becomes friends with a gang of local girls who show her another side to life. That's that's what happens in the movie. Yeah, uh, it's French, obviously, and our lead and all of her friends are black, and the director is a woman, so that raises it above the... Uh, the movie Boyhood that we saw, but that's probably the only things that raise it above Boyhood. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I there were these moments in that movie when I was watching it, and I was like, this director has a really, really good sense of framing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that I was noticing that the director has a really, really good sense of framing probably means that I wasn't that interested in what was actually happening on screen, and I really wasn't. I mean, I we saw this movie last night. I was very tired last night. Um, I zoned out lots and lots of times. Um, I was not it tired, didn't, but I still got bored. <laughs> it didn't even seem to be trying to keep my attention in some parts. Like, the, you know, there's these scenes of, like, when she first kisses her boyfriend and the director seems to really like putting them in different lights. Mm. Like, they were in the dark for a bit and then the light came back on. Um, at another part of it, when I zoned out, there was all of the girls were seeing Di- uh, Diamond yeah. by Rihanna. And that was this, a similar thing. I, I liked that bit that too, bit. but then it went on for so long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was it, so tired. Well, it went on in the real time of the song and I was like, this is a bit too much i mean if you want to do that fine just cut some of the other boring stuff yeah so like it's english name equivalent boyhood it's not actually called girlhood in french but honestly it's a good actually a good title for it it's very episodic i kind of liked the french title better actually well because the um, french titles are um bond de fille yeah which is a new wave reference isn't it like bond apart uh i think so but i i also think that it's more indicative of what the theme of the movie really is, which is essentially that, like, girls support each other because the world is mean to girls. Yeah, so... For the most part. I mean, that's kind of like they find solace... She, Mariam finds solace in a whole uh, series of different girls, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, so it starts out with her sisters, and then um, after her sisters, she makes friends with those girls. Yeah, the little gang. The gang. And then in the last part... She makes friends with another girl, her roommate, um, and they are all like the only people that she can really rely on. Yeah, for the most part, her boyfriend's actually pretty nice. Right um, up, up until that last scene where he thinks that the best solution to her reputation problem is that they get married. I still, I don't think that's necessarily unnice. I mean, that, no, I think that's more I of think a, like it's a, reflection a cultural of, yeah. issue. But I still think he, like, he doesn't disrespect her or get angry with Mm. her or anything when she says she doesn't want that to be her life either. So, I mean, uh, on the scale of boys in this movie, he's clearly the best one. Yeah, I mean, yes, his only real fault is, oh, your brother's a good guy kind of stuff. And to him, he is. Exactly. How is he going to know? Well, he's he's an excellent stand-in for, like, men in the real world, isn't he? Yes. Like, it's, I'm not the abuser. It's not all men. I'm no, a good guy. But he might and, not even yeah. like, and they don't, know the extent exactly, of the, they don't the abuse that's going show on as well. Their side, that bad, their bad side to their male friends. And and that was kind of, I think, the strength of this one and why I enjoyed it I more think than... Sorry, I think that's an abuser thing in, in general. Yeah. Um, um, is th- the, they hide it from other men yeah, and other people. But yeah. not just other men. Yeah, other people in general won't yes. get to see it. So. But I think one of the things that I did enjoy about this is that it did 
examine a lot of those kind of social cultural issues. Yeah. You definitely felt like even though the director is white, it was definitely a black female gaze. We were almost entirely within black female spaces. And like if you saw a white woman, it was she was incidental to it. Or even if you saw a white person, it was incidental. It was very – The white, the only white woman that I can remember being in it was, was actually, you know, straight up racist. So Yeah, exactly. There was a racist shop assistant and then like two people who they were hustling to get money out of or stealing a bag from. It was like they were just – Oh, and then thoroughly- at the party she – Deals drugs. Yeah, to- they're just not all that useful or interesting, and it means that we sort of spend time in a space, looking at the space in a, from a very different point of view. You you see the girls walking around a lot alone within the estate where they live, and you always understand how it feels unsafe, especially when there are large groups of men around. Yeah, and I think that's sort of a view of the world that you don't necessarily always see, but you you kind of see how you move through this space where there are constantly men threatening you. I found it vaguely disappointing that, uh, like, the the film opens with the girls playing football. Mm. I was vaguely disappointed that that never comes back. Yeah, start, she's clearly quite athletic and sporty kind of girl. And she goes through, because I mean, she's 16, so she goes through all these kind of playing with her identity. At first, she's, you know, really sporty. And she's got her hair in braids and she gets around in hoodies and track pants. But then she meets these other friends and she starts straightening her hair and using makeup and dressing up a little and kind of, you know, working out if that's the right identity. And then later on, when she gets dragged into this world of selling drugs and, and living with a prostitute, she's she really um, butchers up, like she she binds down her chest and all this kind of stuff to make herself less visible as she moves through the world. It's kind of an interesting journey of her starting out quite butch and then going really femme and then getting more butch again and kind of working out where she actually sits. I saw that differently to you. I think for me, Mariam's whole story is one of survival and she's like a chameleon, so she will just do whatever she needs to do to kind of survive and thrive in her new environment i don't Um, disagree with that i just i think there was also something in there about her working out what her what identity works for her as well see i didn't see that so much as like i think that more of what she was doing was to you know she was clearly very uncomfortable when she had to do to i guess tart up you know Mm -hmm. the red dress and the blonde wig and stuff yep but i don't know whether that's so much because it was against her identity or because it was about that was a very dangerous kind of thing for her to be doing yeah, because, um, you because can she contrast, looks like a yeah. prostitute basically. Yeah, and you contrast that to when she's she and her friends are in the hotel room getting dressed up in the blue dress. And yeah, all and she her, enjoys that. Which is a really fun time for her and she really enjoys, you know, doing her hair and playing with the like with the other girls experimenting with makeup all that kind of stuff I, yeah I, I think I I don't don't disagree with you on that I just sort of saw that level to it as well but yeah definitely it's all of her decisions are underscored by the lack of safety in her world mm. you really understand like some of her decisions seem a little bit odd but no, some of her decisions seem downright awful. Um, <laughs> saying they're a little bit odd is not entirely – like when she decides to beat up that other girl that's and just cut stupid. her – That's just stupid. Cut her bra. Just, that was that, awful. It's not just stupid. That's like cruel. Yeah. And you kind of know it's going that way when she starts – she's like full-on bullying people. And, yeah. And uh, it, it was interesting to me because she's – um, and they had this perfect – I don't know what the actress's name is, but they had this perfect kind of 
person for this role in that actress because she's quite tall and broad-shouldered and big, but then she's also really pretty, so, like, she can slide between the different things quite well. Yeah. But, yeah, when she started intimidating people into giving her things and mm. she kind of – and she, she really is, like, very much a, a – she's a quick study and she's a survivalist. She learns very quickly how to do things. Like, she learns mm. very quickly how to intimidate people. And then you see her use that outside of the girl gang context as well. And she learns very quickly how to seem like a boy and things like that. So, but yeah, when she does that, there's no, there's no like most of the other decisions that she's made that are bad decisions, you sort of go, yeah, I understand why this is happening and, and like yeah. why that's probably a good move for her. Even if the girl band thing was mainly because the boy she was interested in was hanging yeah. out with them. Well, um, no, and I agree with that. You you really, right, even right at the end where she decides, she, where she butchers up and blends in with the gang of boys, she just stands by while they harass another girl. No, and, she doesn't. She encourages it. Yeah, it's just unpleasant um but and that's but that see that i understand because if she doesn't do that then, then they're gonna they start will turn doing on to her. her so like th- that didn't and bother me as much it yeah. bothered me in the sense that i didn't like watching it happen to somebody but at the same time i understood where Mar- Ma- Ma- um where mariam was coming from in not doing anything about it right yeah um, oh I, t- I definitely understood that feeling whereas it's like, well it's kind of like when she's being abused like it makes a lot of sense that you go quiet and you just get through it yeah I, i'm not and that's why like but the beating up of the girl is not yeah. a survival thing. She didn't need to do that. And she didn't and need to cut her bra off, which was particularly told not cruel. to do that. But that's the thing is also that, like, she – the other girl beat up her friend Lady and took her shirt off. Yep. So Mariam took that one step further. Mm. And But there's no, like – there's no kind of – she doesn't need to do that. There's no need for that to happen. And then the thing is she gets rewarded for it immediately afterwards mm. by everybody. She gets rewarded for it by making out with her boyfriend, Ishmael, and she gets rewarded for it because her brother, his name was Jibril, I think. It's much easier for me to remember the names in a movie when they were all written down in, in mm, subtitles. Mm. Her brother lets her play with him, yeah. like play the video He's game with him instead of, shoving, yeah, instead of shoving her away like he does at the beginning. So it's interesting how the movie responds to that and mm. things like that. I mean, there, there isn't any real morality story in no. this apart from society sucks. Right. Especially and, if you're a girl. And through those sort of perverse rewards, same as like hustling girls for money and stuff like that will get her into this gang of girls, she's rewarded for the bad behavior and you almost understand why she makes those decisions even if you can see how awful they are. Yeah, I do. I just – that one in particular kind of – I, I yeah, didn't that like that because it too. was so over the top and so very nasty mm. and cruel. I mean, that was the point at which I kind of lost more sympathy for her, whereas the rest of the time, even when she was doing things that I didn't necessarily agree with, I still had a lot of sympathy for her. I recovered after that because cause then I think we move on to she ends up having sex with her boyfriend and then all of a sudden she's a giant slut and her brother knows about it and – Presumably the boyfriend is told or the boyfriend's parents have told, I don't know. And so, so suddenly she had sex. Well, if her boyfriend with- tells like one other person, then it's yeah. eventually going to get there. Yeah. Everybody seems to know each other. So Yeah, yeah. But like she has sex one time with this one guy that she's been seeing on a long-term basis and suddenly she has this horrible reputation. I'm like, this is a movie made in like 2014. What the hell? Yeah, but it's also and it's in this, this culture of, that is just really enclosed and um, unhealthy. Yes. So I was going to say is that the cultural issues are, I think, more important, yeah. more uh, examined in that part. There's, a, there's another part where she goes to this 
crime lord, I guess, Abu is. Mm. Uh, she goes to him and he he says, would you prefer that your brother let you make bad decisions? Yeah. And you're like, are you kidding me? It's not his job to let you do anything. No, but it's not just that. Like, he's just abusing her all the time. Over, yeah. And he abuses her over video games and stuff. That's not making bad decisions. That's just being a jerk. Yeah. And then she agrees with him because she is primarily a survivor. Yeah. Um, I think... <laughs> The thing about watching Girlhood, I think that was the most frustrating for me. I kind of got this second wind in the last five minutes because <laughs> I was like, oh, something is finally going to possibly be resolved now. And nothing is. There's no actual story. There's no beginning. There's only middle. Mm. And then there's no end. Yeah. There is something of a character journey. Yeah, there is. But, but there's only not... the middle of a character journey. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's it's a slice of life kind of thing in that you're only ever seeing, but we're all of us only ever in the middle of our journey. But it doesn't make for a satisfying viewing experience in that we don't have a very a clear arc. Yeah, but see, I think through. even in real life we have like <laughs> we have like stories, I guess. Well, and and you think that like it's she's at a particular age. She, it's a coming of age kind of movie. So she's at an age where a lot of movies examine this stuff: the shunning of parents and family, the increased importance of friends, falling in love for the first time. Like that's classic coming of age stuff. But you usually have a through line of something that you learn from that and you can you could easily like put that into one whole year of being 16 but they don't quite they just kind of start and stop at one point of it yeah and I think the biggest issue with that is that like you're left completely frustrated with no kind of you don't even know what she's going to do next there's no kind of indication of anything and she doesn't even like I thought maybe she would confront the brother but she doesn't there's not even like a an emotional kind of ending yeah in, in in a way in that she's come back home again yeah but then but, she she does <laughs> but she's yeah she, well she's just standing there and you sort of assume that she's gonna have to go back home i don't that you can't i, can't I didn't assume see that. that she's got another choice she could go live on the streets she could go try and live with somebody else that she's known like there's a million other things that that she could end up doing after that point um she she goes to the door and then she walks away she doesn't see anybody so there's no actual emotional closure and you don't know what she's going to do and there's no like you know i thought maybe like after confronting um abu and pushing him off that then she would go and do that to her brother and at least then we would have the closure of the abuse arc or something Mm. but that doesn't happen either and like while i understand the concept of making movies that reflect real life we still need to have a narrative in them yeah the the bit that gets me is that there's two little girls like her her sister who's a young teenager and a bit like almost a baby girl who is stuck in that house with him and you the girl's about four or five i think oh she's a bit older than that and there's no resolution of of that, even though she'd had quite a good relationship with them and was basically their carer because their mum had worked so hard and was never home. I mean, I get that it's all about the broader social issues in those Paris suburbs, but oy, it was a bit a bit depressing. Like, yeah, I, I It would have been nice even like when she was done, maybe she could try and head back to school like she wanted to do or like, I don't know. I think the thing is, if you're going to tell a story, you need to put those social issues in the context of your story and your character rather than making your character a vessel for the social issues. Yep. You know, and Mariam, I think, because she was so flexible in a lot of ways, there's not a lot of insight into her as a person. Mm. Um, and I think they kind of start to do that at the end when she pushes Abu off her and then she goes to her hus- uh, her boyfriend and he and he proposes and she says no. That's ki- And if they'd cut it off maybe just after that scene, 
Yes. And she'd walked away independent. It actually would have been better if they showed than if they showed the last mm. scene where she goes back home. Yeah, because that's you're right. Those are like the two bits where she actually shows any character, because otherwise all we see is a person who's very good at changing. Well, the character. actually, it's those two moments. There's, I think there's two others. Three others, maybe. Putting the knife in her pocket, I think. Mm. Cutting the bra off the girl and then uh, walking away from her friends and taking her sister home when she sees her sister bullying somebody. Yep. I think those are the moments when we see who Mariam is. So she's like confrontational in that that moment when she uh, fights the girl. She's made the decision to take it to the next level, but she's also safe to do it within the confines of the group and the culture that she's in at that time. Yep. God, there's so many scenes of them just like shouting things at other girls, yeah. which I found, I just, that whole behavior is so idiotic to me. Across the train tracks, they're just yelling at that group of girls. They go into a cafe and this other girl, these other girls come in and they're like, oh, they must be talking about us. And then it suddenly escalates to a fight. I guess it's posturing and it never made any sense to me because it doesn't – there's nothing accomplished by them well, doing that. Yeah, but th- again, that kind of behavior that is so alien to us, not having grown up in housing estates or around gangs or in anything like this, I don't think you and I necessarily know what it, what kind of behavior is normal among yeah, groups like that. Yeah, so. that's true. I also – I mean, I have seen that that kind of thing happen a lot. Yeah, I know it happens. Um, we, I've seen it happen and I've never, ever understood it. But I've also, I don't understand gangs or anything. But like, I can understand the, that from the point of view of not letting anybody else tell you what to do. But I don't understand it from the point of view of like, you don't get anything out of it. Yeah. But then the bit in the hotel where they all spend time dressing up and having baths and dancing to music and singing, like, I really, really relate to that. And I really understand why they want to do that yeah. and what that means for them to have that sort of safe space to be together and do the things that they love together and enjoy an escape in those sort of moments though I got that real sense of when you're a teenager and you feel everything at such a high level of intensity music just means so much to me to me to you because it's speaking straight to your soul and you get the idea that they really do relate to this song and that Rihanna understands them and they understand what it's like to be her and what she's singing about. I, I could really understand that experience. And I guess you can almost relate to the getting into a fight in the same way. Like you feel this intense sense of justice and your friend has been embarrassed and there's a video. And No, I understand like, that. I, it, it, it's the, it it's was the way that she did it. Like she had already beaten her. Uh-oh. Then to take that further was... It was it was cruel. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was all about posturing and proving herself the biggest baddest girl on the block. Like I get it, and it's all and think it's awful at the same time. In both of those moments, I also got what it felt like to be her. But then there were other times where it was just sort of plodding along, and it wasn't necessarily really conveying what she was going through in the same way. There is something interesting with the. The way that it's that humiliation thing that is involved in these fights for girls and not necessarily for boys in the same way. Hmm. Um, and I, I find that really upsetting. Yeah. And I think it is part of this culture where, like, the worst thing that you can do to a girl is strip her in front of people and then cut off her hair like what happened to Lady. Yeah, well, it's humiliating because of the feminine. Yeah. You know, you go to watch these movies and it's – you kind of know all this stuff happens – I don't know. I, I I do prefer some escapism in my movies, I suppose. Yeah. And while I like the idea of like going to see a movie that has, especially this girl in the lead, she's amazing. Mm. I would love to get to see her play like 
a superhero or something. Yeah, you know? like well, or like it, a space princess. Or, well, and she would be great in those roles because she's tall and athletic and and also really good. She was yeah. really good. I mean, because Mariam does a lot of reacting mm. and not a lot of acting in a lot of ways. Um, and so she really kind of got across all the feelings that she was having in mm. these scenes where you don't get to see her talk as much. And that was the movie was very hyper-realism kind of where nobody really actually says a lot. They have to actually show a lot. Yeah. Which is good. It's interesting how much we're talking about movie making styles and things in this particular review mm. because I think because the story isn't as interesting, those are the things we have to talk about and I just don't think that works. Yeah. For me, it doesn't work for me. I'm sure there's plenty of people, again, who would really like this. But, like, yeah. for me, I feel like I want to be just involved in what the story is telling me. And I want to be really, really engaged with the story and the characters and what they're doing and stuff. Yeah, when And she, this movie kind of takes you out of that very, very often. Right. And, um, and she's By very, making things go for too long. And it's a very – it felt like a very long movie. It, it, you know, and it's not even two hours. It was – Really? It just, <laughs> It, it was also this weird thing where we'd fade to black for just a little too long. God. About it happened about five times. Every single the movie. time that happened, I swear I closed my eyes without knowing it. Most, I mean, once I'd close my eyes with knowing it. The other two times, two, three times, I closed my eyes without knowing it. I'm okay with the fade to black, but this was a fade to black that lasted just a little too long, and I, and you, you start to wonder like, what's going on? Where are we going to next? And I, I one of those was, times, I thought the movie was gonna end, right? And I was and, like, oh, okay. And then we usually started up with some kind of big scene with a lot of background and wa- or wall. We often went to a scene where there was like just her framed very small against a big wall. Um, and, and they were like good looking scenes and stuff, but I was too kind of thrown off by the, the long break. That really irritated. And then when it came back, I had to like, I would suddenly realize I was nearly falling asleep and I'd have to open well, my eyes and concentrate again and then I'd I be would, disoriented. I'd get annoyed because I'm like, no, no, I need you to keep going because I need to know what's going to happen here. I, w- I was still chasing the story that never really came, which of course left me with this unsatisfied feeling. I also thought it would be nice if something happened that was good. Yeah, like some positive resolution to some aspect of her story. Because like it got just- to that very grinding, grinding place that a lot of movies that are gritty like this get to, you know, where you've just been ground down so much that you don't really care. But then, like, that's how she and all the other thousands of people who live in her situation probably do actually feel just ground down by everybody just telling them that they can't do anything that they can't go ahead in that clearly isn't how she feels though but but it's the because she social conditions that it's creating it's come up to that point where she's standing up to people that's the point when i should be feeling the opposite Mm, she is and because it took too long to get there i guess yeah but there's also nothing positive that comes out of it so you're just kind of like okay i i think though there's an important aspect of social commentary in this movie because of the way life is in France and around Paris at this time. Like those banlieues, those suburbs are what Paris is like. That's where the bulk of the population of Paris actually lives now. The centre of Paris, basically wealthy people have pushed anyone who's working class or an immigrant out of the centre and they've sent them out into these suburbs. And a lot of people are you know, living in basically projects like this, these sort of slum buildings and they're in close proximity and life is really hard and life is grinding and it yeah, kind I know of that yeah, yeah no I know I, I'm, I, I'm going somewhere with this I promise I think there's 
it's an important movie to make where we talk where the filmmaker is talking about what conditions are actually like and that in a city that I don't know 230 odd years ago where the middle classes rose up and overthrew their monarchy and they started this grand republic under these wonderful enlightenment ideas that now in the 21st century they're not living up to those ideals and that there is this groundswell in these giant suburbs where people are being ground down and the conditions are being set up for another kind of revolution where they need to the where <laughs> do you know what that makes me think of what for obvious reasons is Les Mis yeah exactly and this is why I thought of <laughs> Les Mis has a story and mm-hmm. everything is bad and awful in Les Mis and yet at the end of it you still feel things because there are moments when good things happen and there right. are there are beats and there are like you through go through the emotional down ups and downs the the thing about that is that like you when you get to the end of Les Mis, you want to rebel with them. When yep. you get to the end of girlhood, you don't want to rebel with Mariam. I didn't because I didn't care anymore. And and if there had been some build up to that, then to get me into it again. Yeah. Like it, it's just I don't think that that's good storytelling. Yeah. I think you and need to do the emotional builds and know where the decision to do these things is coming from the scene where she was where she pushed Abu was away was interesting because that it seemed like there was also almost this lesbian content there yep yep and it did make you wonder whether Mariam has been going along with it the whole time but really she likes girls but they didn't explore that at all it just no. sort of comes out of nowhere and she's having a good time dancing with her friend Abu pushes in and then she, he's like you have to kiss me and then and then she pushes him away but there's no kind of build up to that's going to happen. So you don't really like, I feel like if it would have been this big victory, if I had felt that kind of the yeah. going down and so, then coming back up again. Or right. Something. And I don't think it's, I don't think that any of that has been conveyed well because she's making a fiction film. She's not making a documentary. And yeah. so it, it's it shot and feels like a documentary, but it's not. And so in fiction, you actually need to work through the issues, not so not just show them. Yeah, fiction has to have like a... Yeah, yeah. I do appreciate what she's trying to do with the film. I, don't, I think the intentions are good and I'm glad I was opened up to this world because I really don't know anything about it. But at the same time, I think with fiction, you kind of need to make it... Yeah, you need to work through it and because otherwise it doesn't appeal to people and people don't really understand what needs to be worked through because at the end of this, you only feel for her as an individual. You want to maybe help her get into school or you want to see her able to find a house on her own or whatever. You're not thinking about the system that has caused her yeah, even like though this. the movie is so much and of the, her as a reflection of the system. Of her system. And that's the thing is, yeah, you, and you don't want to change you don't want to change the system. You just want to change her life, and that's not what you should feel. But also even with that, I feel like I didn't really feel that at the end of the movie because again, I got into that place. And once I get to that place, it's very hard to get me back from it. Yep. I felt the same thing in the dark night, just for people yeah. <laughs> who are like wondering where that's coming from. I felt more for her earlier on. I think also there's there's a very distancing thing that happens in the third act or the thir- the last act mm. the after the last fade to black where Mariam's run away from home and she doesn't see her friends anymore yep. and we never see them again and we never see her sister or her brother again yep. so we're introduced to an entirely new set of characters I don't even know what her roommate's name was no. who was the main sort of grounding relationship in that last section so it completely distances you as well like it 
it's very hard to stay with Mariam when she looks completely different. She's in a totally different environment. We didn't get to see the transition that happened there. And we don't get to know any of these people apart from like, they're all kind of jerks. So uh, apart from the roommate, but even she has like a kind of an arguing siblingly thing going on. Yeah. So it doesn't. I think that's actually something that, it's a trope of coming of age films that the person goes off and meets these new people who we don't know, but you have to kind of resolve that by bringing us back to the people that she started with and they mm. don't. Yeah, and that's exactly the problem with the ending is yeah. that they don't do that. I don't know whether it was on purpose and whether it's trying to invert those tropes and things, but it doesn't really work. It just means that you don't care about anything that's happening anymore. And if you'd seen, if you'd gotten to see what happened to the other girls, then maybe it would make you think about the system that's keeping them there. Yeah, because I actually want to know what happens to the other girls. and I think Well, Lady worked in a shop. Yeah, and there's a really interesting subplot about the girl who used to be number four in that group who had gotten pregnant and had a baby. And that's another kind of systemic and very particularly female story where because of the way the world works, if you're a teenage girl and you have a baby, you are tied down and removed from a lot of your support systems almost without your consent. Like she's she pretty much she's had a baby, so therefore she can't even she doesn't even have time to hang with them anymore. Do you because know what it's I her find job really to funny take care about of the baby. that? I saw that totally the opposite way around, where she got out because she, she had a baby. Says, and she says she's really happy too. And like, she probably and she is. seems really happy. And the baby is contented. Though so all of the kind of tropes, the imagery that we're getting in that in that scene is actually this girl something terrible like something uh, not terrible but uh upending yeah you know happened in her life she gets out of this terrible situation mm. she's now happy with this baby that is clearly happy and that she loves and she gets to walk away from them that's, <laughs> See, to that's me, true to me i was like yeah she won i don't know i think i was just i i was relating clearly to mariam in this scene because i was happy for her to have a place to get out of home to go to like the gang did some awful things, but they gave her this place where she belonged. So yeah, that I think that's why I saw it from that angle. And I, I think it's also, I mean, I think again, um, Celine Shyama, mm-hmm. she is clearly very good at the framing stuff and and being very careful about what's going on in the frame. Because there were other times when I was noticing that Mariem wasn't wearing the same colors as the rest of her friends until she did the night. Um, until they were in the hotel that night, and yep. then they were all in similar colors, mm-hmm. and that was when she kind of fit in with them, which I yep. thought was interesting. And so she clearly is doing those sorts of things on purpose, right? And I was noticing that already as visual cues to things like when it's dark, that there, there was a very uh, clear sense that bright light is where worse things happen most of the time, and when it's dark is where better things happen. Mm-hmm. And nighttime, like nighttime, is a safer time, and and being in the shadows is safer for Mariam. Um, she makes out with her boyfriend for the first time when the lights go off, yep. you know, when they're in darkness. The the night when she's singing with her friends, all of them are cast in that blue dark light. Yep. So when all of that sort of stuff is going on and it's really, really obvious that she's doing those sorts of things on purpose, I think it. when this girl comes in, she's in bright colors, her name is something really sweet, she's really happy, she's got this happy baby. It's daylight. It's, but it is daylight, which is usually when worse things happen for Mariam. And maybe that was a worse thing for Mariam to see, but for that girl, clearly this was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting to me because I, I thought like Mariam was trying to see that from the other point of view and yet clearly the filmmaker was trying to tell you something different. Yeah. There were a lot of things in the movie though that were like that where it was like the filmmaker was trying to say the opposite of what Mariam felt 
was mm. actually true. And I think that actually kind of removes you from Mariam a bit and is othering towards her. And the the scenes that kind of disconnect where she's stealing from people and beating up girls and humiliating them, they were the keys. Like we needed to have a much stronger connection to her if you're going to do that with your character. Yeah. Let's give this a rating. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think I, I'm probably give it three stars. I gave it three when I was writing in my book, which is also what I gave a movie that I saw last weekend that I didn't remember very well. And so I'm, and I, I remember I was like, I kind of liked it. I didn't like this one thing about it. And I'm kind of wondering whether I, I only saw it last night and I feel like I watched it a month ago. Um, anyway, shall I wrap up? Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to read our show notes or find old episodes there on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to find Katie's review of Girlhood or all of the other movies that she watches, they're on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. Uh, you can find us on various bits of social media. We are at screen underscore queens on Twitter. We are tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr and facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens over on Facebook. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.